unlike dating your career, your job, it's not going to be the one and only. You are not getting married. Basically, what you're telling me is it starts with me. Yeah. It starts with being authentic to what I want and who I am as a professional. Welcome to the Career Advancement Academy. We're your hosts, Jack and Kara Dennison, and we're your ultimate career coaches. We're here to help you find, land, and crush your dream job. And help you live an amazingly authentic life while doing it. If you're a professional ready to make the money you're worth, make an impact at companies you like, and live authentically, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Career Advancement Academy. Class is in session. Welcome to today's episode. We hope you enjoyed last week's episode, the five most important things you need to advance your career after helping 1,700 professionals advance theirs. Today for episode number two, are you guilty of making these three mistakes during your job search? Jack and I, we're going to be going over the top three mistakes and a bonus mistake that our clients, yeah, uh those 1,700 professionals tend to make, most job seekers tend to make during their search when it comes to finding and landing your dream job. And I want to make sure that you're not making those mistakes as well. So if you're in a job search, have ever been in a job search, will ever be in a job search, make sure to listen up because we don't want you making these mistakes. And if you know of anyone, a friend, family member, a colleague, make sure to send them these episodes if they're in a job search now as well. You're going to save them so much time. I know. I know. Should we just jump right into it? I think so. Yeah. Classes in session. Let's go. So Jack, what is the number one biggest mistake that they can make? The number one biggest mistake that anybody can make is focusing on just one opportunity at a time. Oh my gosh. Instead of generating as many opportunities as possible, how many times do we hear it where somebody's like, oh, I landed an interview and we're so excited Mm -hmm. and there's weeks poured into this one potential conversation, so much prep, so much work, so much energy to where it's almost like we forget about the rest of our job search. We forget about all the other things that could be potentially happening to create more opportunities for us. And here's the thing we have heard, we've said it so many times, the job search is similar to dating, right? You feel like, oh, okay, I just applied. I just talked to someone. I'm waiting for an interview. I just talked to a recruiter. Ooh, I'm waiting for them to call. They like me. I want them to like me. I want to be asked to the dance. We hear it all the time. However, however, unlike dating your career, your job, it's not going to be the one and only. You are not getting married. And so please, please, please do not stop interviewing at places. Once you've land an interview, once you've land even an offer. And here's the reason why so many times, so many times Jack and I have seen things happen at the final, at the final stages, right? At that offer stage, the verbal offer stage, or even in that final round interviews, so many times, especially as you are interviewing for those upper level jobs that right, that director, the VP, the executive type jobs, 
we have found, and being that corporate recruiter, I have seen this happen too. Budgets get slashed, right? And all of a sudden that job is off the table. Um, Potentially, right? A candidate, if we're making an offer when I was a recruiter, a candidate, all of a sudden their spouse doesn't want to relocate anymore. And now it's back to the drawing board. And that might be happening to you. All of a sudden you're getting an offer and hey, this is not the dream offer anymore. Something comes up. Um, Or potentially the hiring manager find someone internally that wants that promotion or someone in their network that they want to give that job to. So things can happen all the way up to that final sign on that dotted line, walk into the into the door or sign on for your first day. Maybe something happens in the background check stage. We never know. And so what we want to really, really hone in here, and this happens time and time and time again, is that People will focus on one opportunity, one interview, pour their time, their energy, their heart, their soul, their blood, sweat, and tears into one interview process. And then something will happen at the last stage, the final interview, the offer stage. And then it feels like you're starting your job search all over again, dealing with that rejection, that frustration getting back on the job boards, getting back on LinkedIn, relooking at your resume, all of this stuff over again. The best thing to do in your job search is to truly be looking and generating as many opportunities as possible because the most ideal situation to find yourself in is a multiple offer situation, right? Hey, that's what I'm talking about. Right? That's what I'm talking about where you can leverage those offers against each other and get to pick which one is best for you, right? I think we know a thing or two about that. We had somebody last week actually just in that situation. Absolutely. We had someone last week in our unlimited coaching program who literally within 90 days landed two offers in the same week and got to pick the one that was best for her. And that's what I want for you too. Not only is generating many opportunities going to do so much for you and hopefully landing a multiple offer situation, but it's going to help your mindset too. If a rejection happens and someone takes away an opportunity, it's not going to feel so bad when you have two, three, four, five more opportunities in the pipeline instead of if that was your only one opportunity, right? I I think that's bold. Yeah, absolutely. Play the field, be that, be in charge and empowered in your search and be desirable instead of feeling desperate in that search. Never like feeling desperate. No, Carol, not even dating. <laughs> you got any uh, other tips for us on this topic? What What's something else that somebody's guilty of in making mistakes in this job search? Yes, yes. The number two mistake, Number two mistake is when you're generating that opportunity is relying only on those job boards to generate those opportunities. Tell me more. We know those job boards, right? Indeed, Career Builder, Monster, even LinkedIn, ZipRecruiter, Dice. Uh, there's so many of them out there. I can name a million of them. It feels really productive right? To apply for a job and hit that submit button, see the job description, be like, I can do that. Or I could do the majority of that job, hit the apply button be like, yes, I did something for my job search. I did something for my career. It gets that hit of dopamine by hitting that apply button and that submit button. But 
applying via job boards via your job search is probably one of the worst strategies for landing a dream job. Why is that? It is the lowest return on your investment. And here's the reason why is those job boards are really there to help support recruiters who are sorting through hundreds and hundreds of resumes at any given time. And those recruiters are recruiting for 10, 20, 30 jobs at any given time too. And so you can imagine that those recruiters are overwhelmed. They're looking at tons and tons of resumes. And so what those job boards have on the back end are applicant tracking systems. Those applicant tracking systems, ATSs, are there to help source and parse through resumes and compare your resume to the job description posted. The problem is, is that most of the time, those job descriptions that are posted are posted from someone in human resources, a recruiter, an HR director, et cetera. And those people in HR, they don't necessarily understand or are feeling the hurt by that hiring manager, the person who's going to be your future boss. And so they create these job descriptions to be a wish list for the purple squirrel or the unicorn and hoping that it will be the perfect person for the hiring manager, but it creates this mass confusion and really a hard hiring process for people as job seekers. Because we as job seekers, we see this wish list of sometimes um, outlandish, right? Bullet points for a job that doesn't make sense. And then we feel imposter syndrome. We feel we can't apply. We feel underqualified, but really we're overqualified because if we did speak to the decision maker, we would be a good fit. And once we speak to the decision maker, we can see what their problems are, what their challenges are, and if we would be a good fit. I'm, I'm sorry, Kara. I need a little bit of clarity on this. So yeah. What you're telling me is that when I do a search through Google and it tells me that I need to customize my resume to every job that I'm applying to, what I'm doing is I'm basically completely changing my background to fit a job description that might not even be true? Exactly, exactly. It could be a job description that was created by a recruiter, someone in HR, and it could be a wish list for something that maybe the hiring manager doesn't even really truly need. Or whoa, 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 whoa. I know. So I am literally spending time to be the perfect candidate, and it's not even what the hiring manager, the person who's going to be my boss is wanting. Yeah. And you're submitting a resume that might be not even the most accurate depiction of who you are and what you bring to the table to fight with hundreds of other people doing the same thing. And your whole goal is to speak to a recruiter because that's who's the end at the end of the, the job boards, right? Yeah. But like we talked about, that recruiter is recruiting for tons of jobs. And at the end of the day, they don't have the final decision making power to hire you. So this feels like a huge losing game, right? Wow. Like, wow, I got to tweak my resume over and over and over again to match this huge wish list that isn't even indicative or true of what the hiring manager even needs just to talk to a recruiter who doesn't also understand what the hiring manager needs. This feels like a really long drawn out game that I have to play, right? 
Yeah. It's an unending game. It really is. And that's why studies have shown that job boards, if that's your only strategy, you only have about a two to 3% chance of landing an interview. Seems like a lot of work for not a lot of payback, right? Yeah. ROI is terrible. So what do we do here? Right? We need to change something. We need to change something. Well, regardless of changing the entire hiring process altogether, the best way for you to get ahead of your competition who's stuck in this rat race, which by the way, has really unspoken consequences. Because think about, think about the frustration, the rejection, the imposter syndrome, the feelings of low self-worth when you see a job that you are way qualified for, but the system has rejected you. My gosh, right? What do you do? I would... I, I don't, I'd want to go crawl into a hole somewhere. Exactly. The short answer is networking. Oh, right. Tell me more. Right. That's the short answer. The long answer is bypass all of this gobbledygook because the more you get up in your career, the less those executive jobs are even being posted on those job boards. And network your way in and start talking directly to the people that can actually hire you. Because at the end of the day, that's how executives, directors, VPs end up getting hired off of this quote unquote hidden job board. It's because of people want to work with people that they know, like, and trust. And that's not going to be done via a robot or a recruiter who is overwhelmed and overworked. Hmm. And that's what we teach in our coaching program, in our courses and all the things. And that's what we want to teach you on this podcast too, is how to advance in your career and learn all the skills that we teach our clients so that you don't have to be just a number or a piece of paper, right? So what you're telling me is there is a better way there is. to approach this job search and I can be empowered while doing it. I can feel successful. I can feel like I'm wanted. I can feel like I matter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings us to our third mistake, right? What's, what's that third mistake? Well, the third mistake is truly changing yourself, your story and your resume for every opportunity instead of having an authentic job search. Wow. I've been doing it all wrong. Well, you haven't, but a lot of people have, right? Of course. Yeah. Obviously, I know a lot about this process and I and I love talking with people, but this is one of the biggest mistakes really I hear is. people say every single day. They don't know how to network. They don't know what to do. They're not sure how to present themselves. In fact, most people just throw up the responsibilities and duties because they don't know what else to put on their branding, on their resume and their LinkedIn. Yeah. But if you're telling me that there's a better way to approach this, not keyword driven, not algorithmic driven, but really based on my uniqueness, my mm. my impact that I've driven in my career, well, that's the choice I'm going to choose every single day because yeah. that's the one that makes me feel empowered. It sounds easier than it is. And that's why not a lot of people do it. And here's the reason why is we were talking, right, about how you go on Google. How do you find a job? They're going to send you over to the job boards, your friends, your family, they're going to send you over to the job boards. That's how it's been done for the last 10, 20 years. But the problem is, is those unspoken 
negatives of going to those job boards. All of a sudden, you feel really good in your career. You've been knocking it out of the park. You've been doing some good pro- some good projects, landing great accomplishments. Something changes, leadership changes, right? And now you're not growing. You're not having the path forward and it's ready to find a new job. So you spiff up your resume, you hit Indeed, and you start applying for jobs that are easy for you. You should definitely be landing interviews. And it's not you. It's the system. All of a sudden you're getting rejected. Now you're feeling frustrated. You're feeling confused. Wait a minute. I'm, I should definitely be getting a call back for that job. That one was, I could do that in my sleep. I'm doing it now. My resume is a perfect match. Wait a minute. What's going on? Now I'm feeling an imposter syndrome. Wait a minute. Did I, do I just, do I deserve to be here? Did I fake my way up here? Wait a minute. What's, well, I did get my last job from networking from a friend. Maybe, maybe I don't deserve to be here. Oh no. Now I think I need to take a step back, right? Now all of this stuff is happening and we're starting to play the game. Now I got to change my resume. Maybe I should dumb my resume down. Maybe I need to tweak it. Maybe I need to do a career pivot. Maybe I need to brand myself as a Jack or Jill of all trades. All of this stuff is starting to creep in and you're starting to feel really bad about yourself, right? And now you have so many different versions of your resume out there that you don't even know what your story is and how you even got here in your career or what you're going after. And that's super confusing for you. It's super confusing for recruiters and decision makers and hiring managers. And it gets absolutely overwhelming, right? And what we teach and what we really want for people is an authentic job search, one where you're empowered and you know your story. You know exactly who you are, what you bring to the table and what you're going after. And what this does for people, right, is you become that North Star. Instead of you shifting and changing and having to become um, what we like to say, pretzeling yourself for every opportunity, right? You become steadfast in who you are, what you bring to the table and your story. And what this does is it becomes polarizing in a really great way. Opportunities that are not aligned for you easily easily are not going to be a good fit. You get rejected, but you feel good about it because you know ahead of time that that is not a good fit for you. But now opportunities that are in alignment for you, you know, are in alignment for you because you know exactly what you want, who you are and what you're going after. And those opportunities are much easier to suss out because you know, authentically who you are and what is going to be a good fit for you. So Basically, what you're telling me is it starts with me. It starts with being authentic to what I want and who I am as a professional. Yeah. And putting that on display so people can understand my uniqueness and why I deserve the conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because if you're changing yourself for every conversation, you're not going to remember who you are or, or who you portrayed in the interview and who you got to fake yourself to be in your career, right? And that creates a lot more long-lasting problems. It's interesting that you brought that up because that faking it just triggers more imposter syndrome and triggers you feeling just more at a loss when when things aren't going how you would hope. And 
I, I could see this being a slippery slope that a lot of people kind of fall down, unfortunately, yeah. in the job search. They do. And then when you get get up in your career and you quote unquote faked it until you made it so many times, when you truly do want to make an authentic move in your career or you've burnt out so many times, it becomes that much harder to unlearn some of those lessons. So if you're earlier in your career and you're, le- you're listening to this podcast, learn it now. If you're older in your career, learn it now too. Right. Because everyone deserves to have an authentic career where you get to be yourself and your strengths get to shine and you get to work for a company that values that. I love that. I think this today's conversation has just been amazing and on point with what so many people are dealing with in today's job search. I would love to just have a bonus little tip. Do you want to throw the bonus one out? Oh, okay. Yeah, we got a bonus one. So yeah. Really, uh, I the bonus tip for you is really don't take things personally and really focus on trying to learn how to get over rejection and keep your mindset and energy in a neutral or positive state as you go through this job search, because otherwise we're just going to be on for the roller coaster. And let's face it, we're just looking for one job. We're not looking for all the jobs and we just need to be able to present our value and be able to manage our energy just to go get that one. Yeah. A lot of the tips that we gave today, right? Focusing on multiple, generating multiple opportunities, not just one, focusing on being your authentic self and not changing it over and over again and attacking the job search through networking and multiple different avenues. This is going to help generate a lot of opportunities. And with that, the more that you can um, realize who you are authentically in your career and what you bring to the table, as well as be in a good mindset and overcome that rejection, it will not only serve you in your job search, but in your career. Because when you know who you are authentically and what opportunities you're aligned with, that rejection doesn't feel so bad, right? Because you feel empowered. You're like, great. Thank you for that. No, one more step closer to that. Yes. Thank you next, right? A la Ariana Grande, right? Yeah. It's almost kind of like just focusing on on what we can control and and taking each rejection as a as a learning opportunity just to get better as a as a professional as mm-hmm. uh, a sales person right because that's what we're doing we're selling ourselves yeah. and really all we're doing is focusing on what we can control i love yeah. it yeah and at the end of the day we don't want a yes if it's not going to serve us for for our highest good or for the rest of our career <laughs> so I'm thrilled. I I love it. With this. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Next week for episode number three, we'll be talking about how you can demonstrate leadership, even when you're not a leader for all of those who are looking to advance their career into leadership. Yeah, I'm really excited for that. If you enjoyed the show, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform that you are listening and leave us a five-star review. Uh, Your feedback means a lot to us and helps others discover the Career Advancement Academy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for attending the Career Advancement Academy this week. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you know a friend or colleague who would benefit from this episode, make sure to share it with them and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. If you're interested in working with us, check out www.optimizedcareersolutions.com to learn more. 